So to do this modification, we develop a library, which is Leaf. And behind this project, we aim to provide a single library that deals with all this format. Basically, there is no disassembler in, the, in Leaf. It's only focused on formats. We also aim to provide a user-friendly API to deal with format. So we have a Python API. We have also, basically, Leaf is written in C++. So you can, pl you can plug Leaf uh, in a C++ project. You also have a small C API, which is not uh, as mature as the Python or C++ one. But we provide some API to deal with formats. So here is the basic architecture of Leaf. So here you have the formats. And the parser will take the raw formats and transform the formats into an object representation. Here you will have some API on this object to, for example, disable the SLR or to add a new section or to change the entry point. Then the builder component will take the object representation and will transform it into the raw formats. So here is an example. We, we just print the entry point of the program. So here we can take ELF program or PE program or Maco binary and we just access to the entry point. So this works for the free formats, also for OAD. Here is another example where we iterate over the section and we print the virtual address of the section and we do some process on the content of the section. So here you can, for example, modify uh, the assembly code or you can change some bytes. You can also add some callback into the TLS uh, part of the PE format. So here is an example where you just add some value into a new function into the TLS callback. If you want to add a new section into an ELF program, you just create a new section, let's say text2. We set some content, so not instruction, and we just add the new section into the program. Then finally, we construct the new ELF file. So now I will show you some modification like hooking. Then I will move to re-exporting some hidden function. And finally, uh, code injection with shared library. So about PE hooking. So in the PE format, there is a special part, which is the import address table. And once the program is loaded, this table will contain the address of the imported function. So for example, if your program imports this DLL and it uses this function, once the program will be loaded, this value will contain the address of this imported function. So if you want to do hooking, what you can do, you can relocate this table elsewhere in the, pro in the binary, and you can patch this value with trampoline function that will either jump into your hooking function or will jump into the original import, uh, original address. So how we do that with Leaf? So here we have the hook function, uh, which takes the name of the function to hook and the hooking address. Then we configure the builder to perform the hooking. And finally, we'll get a new PE file with a new section. So here we create a new section into the PE file, which contains a new import uh, directory. And if we look at the original import address table, we can see that now 
the import the the address here will contain a new function. This function is the trampoline function, and we can have two kinds of trampoline. The first one is if we don't want to hook the function, we just jump into the new uh, address. If we want to do hooking, we have the hooking address here, and we just jump into the hooking function. So actually, this method only works if all the access to the import address table are done with call. If some instruction like load effective address are used on the import address table, it will just uh, load the address of the trampoline function and the program will, uh, will crash. So this is the main limitation of these techniques. But we have some idea to, uh, to address this issue. So regarding ELF file, there is quite the same mechanism in ELF file, but actually it's the compiler that generates the trampoline. So if your program will do some jump into the memcompare function, for example, first it will jump into the PLT section. The PLT section contains a trampoline that is generated by the compiler. And in the PLT section, it will then jump into the GOD section. And in the GOD section, you will have a value here. This value is either the next instruction into the PLT, which will do the resolution of the uh, function, or it's the address of the mem compare function into the libc. So what you can do if you want to hook the mem compare function, you can just patch this value. So if you patch this value, when your program will jump here, so it will jump into the PLT, it will jump into the GOT, and here, if we change the value, it will jump into the hooking function. So the problem is how we compute this value. So here, we have an address. How we can resolve this address? Because if you know this address, you just have to patch some bytes into the, the program. So actually, in the ELF uh, format, there is a special relocation associated with this value. So here, if we iterate over the relocation of the ELF formats, you will see a jump slot relocation with whose offset is the address. So what you can do is just take this address and patch this value. And it's done with lib by using the patch plt got, And you just specify the name of the symbols and the address of the hooking function, and you have the hook on the ELF uh, program. So now the execution flow of the program. First, we jump into the plt. Then we jump into the GOT, but we modify the value of the GOT, so we'll jump into the new uh, hooking function. So about exporting function. So let's say that we have a very large program that takes input into the argv arguments. Then the argument will go into a lot of internal function or very complicated condition. Then it will, uh, it will go to the check function, that is, the function that you are interested in, and then the check function will return some value. It will go into, again, in, uh, internal function, and then finally it will go to the user output. What you want to do is just interact with the check function. You don't want to care about all the internal function. You just want to instrument or to access to the check function. And this function is not usually uh, accessible from, from the user. I mean, if we take this program, so here we have a very complicated condition. Here we have a fuzz me function, for example. 
And if you compile this code without debug information, with optimization and so on, you will get this kind of uh, CFG. So here you have the condition. Here you have the call to the first me function, but you don't have symbol associated with this function. You just have a call, and you can't directly access to the to the function. So what? Yeah, actually, if we look at the symbol associated with this program, we can see that all these symbols are imported. I mean, here the value is set to zero. It means that the program imports symbol. It doesn't export symbol. So what we can do with leaf, we can add an exported symbol. So here we will specify that 0x63a uh, is associated with the two-thirds symbol. So here we take this address and we associate a new symbol. And now, if we look at the new program, so if we look at target modified, we can see that now the, the address is resolved. And what we can do, we can use, yeah, we can also see that in the symbol table, we have a symbol that is export. It's not, uh, yeah, that is export because this value is not zero. And we can see that there is a name associated with uh, this address. And now we can use dlopen and dlsim on the new program, and we can directly interact with the, the, the function. Actually, I, I forgot to, to say, but we assume that the original program is position independent so that we can load the program as a shared library. I mean, if it's a static program, for example, it won't work because the, the assembly code is not position independent and so on. So it's only work with position independent executable, but now most of the executable are compiled with uh, this flag, so it should work for the new, uh, the recent executable. So now in the last part, uh, I will talk about code injection. So if we, if we want to do injection into a process, we can use uh, environment variable like LG preload or DILD insert library. We can also use operating system API like ptrace or write process memory. We can also use custom kernel driver and finally we can use formats as well. So sometimes, for example, if you are on your desktop uh, computer, you have the privilege to call ptrace or you can use lgpreload because, yeah, you can have the privilege. But if you are on a smartphone or an iPhone, you don't usually have a jailbroken device or rooted device. And you can't use ptrace because ptrace requires some privilege and you need to have a um, jailbroken device or rooted device. But if we go back at this diagram, here this information belongs to the user land and you can modify this information. Especially, you can add a new library into the format. It's a new dependency. And when the loader will load your program, it will see that there is a new library which is libexample. And the loader has the privilege to inject your library into the process because this is the purpose of the loader to inject library into the program. So here you have the control. Here, the loader will see that there is a libexample. Okay. Here, if the libexample defines a special function, which is a constructor, when the loader will load the libexample library, it will call the first function that will be called it's the constructor. Because constructors are used to initialize some state of the library. 
So if you have a if you add a new library with a constructor, each time the library is loaded, your function will be called, and your library will be within the memory space of the process. So you don't have to have privilege because we just add information into the formats, but the loader will do the injection. So here is an example. So here is the library. So here we have a constructor, and by defining attribute constructor, it tells that it's the library constructor. So here, it will just print run pilot. So here you can do what you want into the process memory. Then you can compile this code as a shared library. So here is for uh, Linux. Here, okay, you can use Clang. So here is for uh, OS X. Now with Leaf, we will just add a new dependency by using the add library method. So here we specify that now SSH will take a new library, which is libexample. We'll do the same for Mako. We'll add a new library, except that now Mako takes the full path to the library. And we will reconstruct the program. For PE, it's not implemented yet, but we have some idea to do it. And now, if we run the LS program, we can have this output. But if we run the modification version of LS, we can see that we have run pilot before the main execution of the LS program. And here I'm not root, I'm not, I just run the LS program. And here, if we look at the dependency of LS, we can see that there is a new command into the macro format, which is the library that has been added in the WizLib. With the ELF, it's quite the same. Here we have a new dependency, and when I run SSH, before the main execution, it will print the run payload. So one application with this technique is with Frida. So as it was mentioned in the previous talk, Frida somehow needs to inject some code within the memory space of the process. So by th in the default mode of operation, uh, they use ptrace. But they also provide a standalone library, which is libgadget, and the user is responsible to inject this library within the process memory. So the libgadget will contain all the logic of Frida, but you are responsible to inject this library. So you, of course, can use ldpreload or the ld insert library, but using this technique, you can also inject uh, this library. So here we took the Telegram application that contained uh, one native library. It's a good example because, uh, in fact, the Telegram application contains one native library. And this native library is loaded quite early uh, when the application is started. So it means that we are quite sure that the library, the native library, will be loaded early and the constructor will be also loaded, uh, will be called uh, quite early. So first, we have this kind of layout of the Telegram uh, application. So here we have the single native library. What we, the first modification is to add libgadget and the configuration file associated with libgadget. So the configuration file will, for example, specify the path to the Frida script. Then here we have the original dependency of Telegram. So here we can see that, that we have some GNI uh, library. We also have some uh, graphical uh, library and so on. So using the same technique as uh, with SSH, we will just add libgadget into the dependency. 
And we, yeah, finally, we, we have to resign the IPK by, uh, by a custom signature, but uh, on Android, you don't have to be rude to do, it, to do that. You can just resign with a custom certificate, install the application, and uh, that's all. And the libgadget configuration file will specify the path to the Frida script, and in the Frida script, we will just, just print that we are in the process, and we will iterate over the libraries that are loaded uh, within the current process. And uh, we'll see which library are loaded. So, demo time. So here, yeah, on this device, I'm not root. I will just run the Telegram application, the modified modify version of Telegram. So here, I, I just run the application, OK? And now, if I look at the output, so ADB loadcat. So here I will uh, I use the Frida leaf tag. So here, okay. So here is all the libraries that are loaded within the project. So here is the execution of your Frida script. Here we can see that we have libgadget that is loaded because yeah, of course we added this dependency into the ELF. So it's, it's normal that this uh, library is loaded as well. We can see that we also have the libt message that is loaded. And here we have some OAT uh, library. So actually base.odex uh, is the OAT format that I talked previously. And at the beginning, we can see that we should have, yeah, I am in the process. So actually, this kind of modification is not new. I mean, it has already been described in uh, FRAC uh, 61 in 2003. And uh, also, inserting new command into macro format, it's not a new thing. But actually, it's implemented in LIF using a novel approach. I mean, the current technique uses some kind of hack. Uh, for example, they will use some padding, or they will replace some entry, or they will uh, remove some entry. Uh, in LIF, we try to keep a very consistent state of the format. So, for example, for macro format, when we do the modification, we also update the export tree, we patch the symbol hash table, we also patch the location, the symbol version, the rebase opcode, and so on. And it's enabled to do very strong modification. We can add large number of load commands into a macro, we can also add section, and so on. So, yeah. Also, um, leaf version 0.9 was released a few, few weeks ago, and we had new support for Android formats. Actually, we had support for OAT, VDEX, DEX, and ART formats. And we add this format because if we look at some talk last year, some attacks on Android are based on the modification of OAT. Why? Because OAT are ELF. And th so they contain that assembly code and they are executed somehow. And they are located in a very special part of the Android partition that is not protected by DM Verity. And if you have some, if you are able to modify this OAT format, you are able also to do execution code. So this is why we, actually we only support read uh, operation of OA on OAT but we plan to support modification as well of OAT. 
Also, some attack on safety net are based on the modification on OAT because actually the safety net checks the integrity of the APK but not of the OAT. So as when you run the application, this is the, it's the OAT that is ex executed. It's not the, the class.dex, it's the OAT. And if you modify the OAT, it won't trigger safety net because safety net will check the integrity of the classes.dex. So, a few days ago, I merged the branch that do modification on Mako. So you can try to modify Mako by adding some command or by uh, adding library. Actually, we, ca we don't support yet the signature modification, but we also have, uh, with its work in progress. And we also plan to do other interesting modifications. So the main website is here. There is some tutorial about uh, format modification as well as uh, format internal. Uh, the source code is available on GitHub and uh, we have some news on Twitter. So thank you and if you have questions.